This is KC Sports Network, proudly presented by M-Prize Bank. Hello and welcome to Beyond the Game. I am Kendall Gammon, your host, and this is the show where we talk about life in sports, off the field, off the court, and after the game. Uh, I am joined today uh, by a good friend, a living legend in Morton Anderson, the Great Dane. Uh, if you don't know, and I don't know how you couldn't, uh, this gentleman rewrote the book on uh, kickers and what's going on with that. 25 years in the league. Uh, teammate of mine for two years with the Kansas City Chiefs. Morton, first and foremost, uh, congratulations. Welcome. Thank you very much. It's been a hell of a ride, let me tell you. And you were a big part of it. Well, I, I appreciate that. But, uh, you know, I just want to get into this a little bit in terms of, of what you're doing. When, when you look at your career uh, highlights, number one, you, you came to the Saints as a draft pick in 1982. So you're in the Saints, you're with the Falcons, you're with the Giants, the Chiefs, as we mentioned, for a couple of years. Uh, then you finished with the Falcons. Um, don't forget about career. the Vikings. Don't forget. Oh, about my them. bad. I had them on there. Absolutely. Don't, don't forget team. of like four months with the Vikings. Yeah. Freezing my, my ass off. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. But yeah, you, when you look at it, five-time first team All-Pro, 85 to 87, then 92 and 95. Second team All-Pro, 1988. That was probably a hanging chat issue. Shouldn't have been that way. I'm going to go with it. <laughs> Seven times Pro Bowl, two times Golden Toe Award, uh, 1980s All-Decade Team, uh, 2000 or 1990s All-Decade Team. You're the Walter Camp Man of the Year, 2008. I forgot about that one, which is uh, just a fabulous thing. Uh, and then the Hall of Fames. I mean, every Hall of Fame that there is in Louisiana, you're part of in terms of the Saints Hall of Fame, the, the Ring of Honor in New Orleans Saints, Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame, then Michigan State Hall of Fame, uh, Greater New Orleans uh, Sports Hall of Fame, Atlanta Sports Hall of Fame, Indiana. Uh, I mean, it goes on and on and on. Um, you're humble, but not that humble. I mean, it's got to feel good. Obviously, you had a great career. Um, when, when I spout those things off, what comes to mind? I know you've heard it so many different times, but I'm just curious, uh, your initial reaction. I, I think, uh, <clears throat> gratitude, maybe I mm -hmm. think gra gratitude for, for the journey, gratitude for the opportunity to live this American dream that I've lived for, uh, you know, since, since I was 17 years old. And when I came to this country, uh, and gratitude for the people along the way who stepped up to the plate and played at the highest level so I could play at the highest level. And, you know, you and I talk about that a lot. What can I do, you know, to make you better? What can you do to make me better? You know, powerful, productive relationships based on powerful, productive communication. And I thought we were very good at that. You you and Dan Strasinski and myself, when we, mm -hmm. the years we were together, those two years in Kansas City. I wish I had had that, you know, from the start. It's always a trial error. I think the youthful oblivion of being, you know, of, of not knowing when you're young. I think as as we mature, as we get a little older, we sometimes when you look back, you say, well, man, if I knew what I now, what I, you know, right. if I knew then what I know now, yeah. boy, I, I could have been real dangerous, you know. But, um, yeah, gratitude is the word that comes to mind, humility, although you say I don't, I don't have much of that. Maybe that's true. But, you know, I think it also takes a certain amount of confidence to play at this, play this game at the, at the highest level. You, you have to believe in yourself. And it's not cocky. It's not arrogant. But it's, it's just a self-assurance that you belong. And I think the sooner you learn that and the sooner you can prove that to yourself, uh, the better you're off. 
Yeah, and, and I'm with the humility thing. I mean, I mean, we have a love for each other, and we, we just kind of give each other crap. You have that there, but you bring up an interesting point because, uh, again, this, this show focused on not what's going on on the field all the times, but what's going on off the field or after the career is over. Yeah. And, I mean, you had multiple times uh, through your career where – People would have said, OK, that's been a great career. You can you can let it go. And yeah. that was never your thought process. And then, you know, sometimes when you get let go by one team and then you're trying to figure out where you're going to go another. That's that's off the field stuff that, as you said, is tough. You have to have that arrogance. I always talk about the fact that I mean, you, I mean, it's like the dog that's not allowed to go in the kitchen, but he's going to come there and he's going to put his paw over the line and put yeah. it in the kitchen just a little bit. He's going to make sure that he can still get there and be around it. Um, that's an important point because this game is uh, part of confidence and, and it is built on having that confidence so you can perform at the highest level, as you always say. Well, you know, uh, Bob Phillips said something uh, that has stuck with me for my whole career and, you know, there's two things that are certain in the NFL. You get hired and you get fired. Yeah. And and when you get fired, it's distasteful or let go or traded or whatever. Pass by, for, you know, so another guy younger and cheaper maybe can 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 get the job. It's got to motivate you. And it did for me in 95 when I went to the Falcons from the Saints. Uh, it rejuvenated me. So whether it's, you know, it doesn't matter what color the uniform is and the right. check the check clears whether it's the Saints, the Falcons, the Giants, the yeah. Chiefs, or the Vikings. And you can take your skill set and travel with it. I think that's what I, I it came to me, you know, that, that realization really became very obvious when I started, you know, having one year contracts, bouncing from team to team. And you know, people forget I played 21 years for two teams. That's a long right. time. 20, 22 teams, 22 years for two teams. That's a long time. So, uh, you know, have leg will travel. You know, have snap will travel, right, Kendall? <laughs> exactly. I mean, you know, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, uh, <laughs> the ball doesn't change. The goalpost doesn't change. The middle doesn't change. Uh, and, and that's the beauty, beauty of the game. And uh, I, I just love. I loved it. I, I liked. I actually in, embraced the change at the end of my career. It, it was very refreshing, and it also it forced you to be really good. It forced you to be on it because you had to prove yourself again and again. You probably had to go through tryouts. I know I did mm -hmm. at the end of my career. I mean, here, here I am, 46 years old, against four flat bellies half my age, right? Yeah. Come on. That, 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 that was unheard of when I was playing for the Saints. It was my job. Right. Over 600 guys tried to take my job in my NFL career. They all exited stage right. Why? Why did they do that? <laughs> right? Well, yes. I I must have had something, shown something that, that – they believe were, were a little bit better than the others. And so I, I'm proud of that, you know, and I traveled with that. Yeah. You know, that's interesting. You, you talk about the flat bellies that you beat out that exited stage, right? I love that. That's part of that humility. I love, um, I, I'm curious, <laughs> did, did, did you ever fact it's fact? Yeah, it is a fact. Absolutely. And uh, did you ever, uh, um, mess with some of your competition and for me i remember talking to a few guys that were brought in to, to to be a long snapper and a position player and take my job i'm like so so do you breathe in or out right before you snap and they're like oh what i'm like no i'm just i mean either one is fine i just wondered and now all of a sudden they're like, wait a minute what? 
But it's, it's oh, things man. like that that does happen. I yeah. mean, it's on the field, it's off the field. But yeah. you know, it, it is. You know, there's only one long snapper. There's only one kicker. You know, as we as we cut this today, Morton, uh, it's during training camp, uh, and that's that's a very uh, tough time. Um, it would have been easier for us now than it was back then because back then they brought so many people to camp. You always had an extra kicker. You always had an extra long snapper. Now, um, because you can only bring 90 in, they have to be conservative with the positions, and they generally make that decision before camp. But yeah. um, I, I'm, I'm going all over the place. Talk to me about this. Talk to me <laughs> about the stress. Go ahead. Yeah. I have two stories uh, okay. re regarding how to play men mental games with the competition. The, the first one came in 1982 when I was drafted by the Saints. They had an incumbent kicker named Benny Ricardo. And Benny okay. Ricardo was um, he, he was a short guy. He, he didn't have a ton of power. He hadn't had a great year. So I, I would imagine that's why they drafted me. But he was in training camp in Vero Beach. And the very first day of training camp, he was warming up, hitting like 30 yarders. So I said, well, let me just make a statement. So I went back to 50 and started bombing kicks over his head. And uh, and he's doing this, you know. Right. And uh, the next day, where's Benny? Benny? Benny had left the building. You know, he had done an Elvis, and <laughs> Benny had, was no longer. I think he saw the writing on the wall there. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And the, second, the second thing was in when hey, I – Hey, wait, wait, wait just a second. Sure. Let's take a break and, and okay, pay some bills, go. and we'll come back with this second, uh, uh, second story. All right, man. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas.
Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. All right. Welcome back to Beyond the Game. Kendall Gammon here, joined by Pro Football Hall of Famer Morton Anderson. Morton, okay, you had a second story uh, about uh, camp and what was going on. Yeah, so in the early 80s, I decided, you know, and I was big, I'm a big fan of the military and supporting the military and, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, Schwarzkopf and some of the state statements he made, um, you know, the more you bleed in peace, the less you bleed in war, the more you sweat in peace, the let, less you bleed in war. So ma- making preparation really tough, making it difficult. Um, and so we started doing these eight-foot goalposts. This was back in the early 80s. So, okay. you know, the NFL goalposts are, I think, 16 feet, 8 inches or 18 feet, 18, 6, either one. It's, I can't remember. I'm a little dyslexic on that one. Maybe 18, 6. Anyway, okay. we decided, uh, I got to the equipment guys, at, to Dan and Silky, and said, can we make 8-foot goalposts? Because I want to narrow the target Monday through Saturday. So on Sunday, it looks huge. And so we started kicking on eight-foot goalposts. We removed all the other goalposts. We just kicked eight-foot goalposts. And when the when guys would come in to try to take my job, they would be bewildered and they would be looking around for the for the goalposts, you know. And uh, <laughs> the equipment guys were instructed to say, "Well, Mr. Anderson likes to kick on these," and that was the end of that. Mr. Just, Anderson, it was born way back when. They <laughs> just couldn't. Anderson. They just couldn't. You know, people just couldn't hang with that because yeah. they, it was distasteful. And imagine, you know, trying to snap the ball Monday through Saturday into a, a uh, you know, a target that well, yeah, you, you did that. <laughs> Let's face it. But I'm just right. saying, as a practice tool, you know, it's like putting a golf ball into a hole that is smaller than the original hole, right? You, you, you're yep. trying to. You're just trying to make it difficult, and you're trying to really hone it down to the minuscule details of the job. And so that really helped me because when I got to Sunday, gosh, it looked it looked so big. You know, the the, the goal, the, the target looked huge. It was great. You know, it, it's it's interesting. You talk about getting to Sunday, and and you talked earlier about gratitude, but then you also talked about that confidence and, and having that swagger and everything. I can remember a couple times, and, and I'm I'm curious. I know how you dealt with it. When I was around you, I can remember a couple times uh, during our two years in Kansas City where you're like, Kendall, I am I am not striking the ball. The, the, yeah, like, warm ups, not, like warm ups. Yeah, warm ups. I'm like, I'm not. I'm like, hey, dude, you, you've been doing this 15, 18 years, whatever it was at the time. Yeah. You know what? You just just keep going after it, yeah. and and it's going to come. Your body's going to know what to do. And sure enough, that's what happened. But I, I think people would be surprised to learn because I've had. I've had games. I've had seasons where I didn't snap as well, and and you know it's, it's kind of like the golf. You you don't you don't practice golf uh, on the course. You just play the game that you're brought. And some days during during a game, I'm just like, okay, I'm not snapping great, but there ain't nobody else doing this. I got to get through this. Just talk about that confidence side of it, that mindset side of it. Yeah, and the mindset and the confidence comes from that preparation, where you can go through those stages of learning and go from, you know. <laughs> unconscious incompetence to unconscious competence. I mean, that's the highest level of learning. That's, that's when you can do it in your sleep. That's when I can call you and say, Hey, KG, give me a snap at 4am. I need it right, you know, right here. And and happy to do it. And you can exactly because you, you, you've earned the right to do it. And that's, that's the point I think is that everything is done in the in the phase of preparation the execution phase is really just to be free as an athlete and trust once you trust 
it, it, it really feeds confidence. It gives, gives you confidence when you have uh, enough success Monday through Friday in the off season. You know, if you go into a game thinking, man, I don't think I prepared well enough. You know, I, I don't right. think I really I kind of phoned it in. That, that's a really unnerving feeling. That's a that's a not right. a good. And that's why I was such a stickler for preparation and for doing my mental rehearsals and doing all that work and being on the same page with, you know, with you and Dan. And so we were like fingers in a glove. And, right. And when it worked, it was beautiful. It was, you know, ball mm-hmm. gone, field goal good. Chiefs win. It was beautiful, and you get uh, you get the bottle of wine promised to you. That never, that never oh, happened. Allegedly, yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> the caveat there, yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay, now you talked about uh, another thing, which is huge, is communication. Um, but I, I want to get into this part of it, which is uh, the one person we talk to the most, obviously, is ourself. And yes. what's on inside her mind? Talk about that, because I, I think you're very big on that self-talk and, and how you deal with yourself uh, on a daily basis, uh, both on the field and off. You can tell yourself anything. So why not tell you something, tell yourself something positive and good? And why not rehearse the, the, the mastery of it? Not the right. And you also have to rehearse the coping because coping is part of the game. In mm-hmm. other words, when something goes bad, terribly bad. Yeah. And it does on occasion. I mean, let's face it, we're, you know, the yeah. kicker, kicker is very polarizing position. The snapper is very, you, you snap a, you snap a ball over somebody's head and yeah. they're running backwards. It's not good. No. So how do you cope with that? How do you come back on the next snap? How do I come back after a bad miss? You know, how do I come back and, and be successful and, and understand that not one kick defines me as a, as a ball player? How does one snap not define you? Those things are important. And that's that internal talk. That's something you have to rehearse. You, you just can't phone that in. I mean, it's it, the mental skill and the, the, the competence that you acquire there has to be earned. And it has to be earned through the practice. And you have to absolutely visualize. You have to grind it. You have to repeat. And uh, until it becomes unconscious competence. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so um, we've talked a lot about on-field or kind of during your career. Uh, take our audience into your life uh, after football, what you've done. I know you've been involved with a lot of things in your native com- uh, country. Uh, I mean, from yeah. bringing them over golf trips to doing things for the Super Bowl. Just expand <laughs> on that a little bit, if you would. Sure. I, I think it's important to mention the first 18 months out of football sucked. It was terrible. I, mm-hmm. I did not handle it well. Uh, I actually got a little bit of help, some therapy. Yeah. Uh, my wife I mean, gave me an ultimatum and said, you know, if you don't change, I'm out of here. So, I mean, there were some things there that <clears throat> that didn't align with where right. I, I was going. Uh, and it, it was, as, as I was told and as I learned and as I agreed with, a death a part of you dies yeah. when you retire and that structure that you have in football is just ripped away. And now, yes. now what do you replace it with? And I thought, you know, I played for so long, Kendall I played for 25 years Yeah, that I thought oh, I'm not going to have that problem because I will, I'll, I'll be so saturated. I'll be so full of football that I'm not going to miss it. And that was, mm-hmm. a bunch of, that was a bunch of BS for sure. Right. I, I missed it terribly. I remember waking up Sunday mornings 
in a full sweat. <sighs> I'm late to the game. And yeah. my wife would be like, just roll over. You're, you know, it's Sunday, you're retired. And, and that realization hit home. And, uh, you know, and there was some bad habits there for 18 months. And then I straightened it out. I started a company, Morton Anderson Global, started a nonprofit, Morton Anderson Family Foundation. And we've been doing that since 2008. Mm-hmm. We do, you know, on the on the for profit side, we we do a lot. You know, I do, I sell me. I'm it. You know, but absolutely. But we I'm do golf. <laughs> Thank you. We're, yeah. we're doing high end golf events. We're doing, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm doing a lot of appearances, public speaking. You know, I had a podcast, Great Day Nation, for ninety months. So there, there was a lot of things. The Hall of Fame keeps us busy. And uh, so there are a lot of things there that uh, you know, brand ambassador for. for different companies and as you mentioned you know i am danish so there are a lot of companies in denmark that are interested in doing business and coming to the u.s so that's very attractive to them and to me to forge partnerships on the nonprofit side we're, we're preparing for our 10th and final special teams for special ops we raise money for our special ops community and the families through another organization called operation one voice and uh yeah we've been raising we raised over almost two and a half million dollars in 10 years we're very proud of that and foundation will continue we support over 100 charities um quality of life programs for youth quality of life programs for servicemen and women and their families those are our two main focus uh, areas and so we've been um yeah, mortonanderson.com. Everybody can go there. Special teams for specialops.com is another website. And so there's, there's, there's lots to delve into and, and lots of work ahead. But uh, I am enjoying it, Kendall. I have to say it's uh, the quality of the relationships you have throughout the years. They, they continue, you know, right. and, and I have a lot of, you know, I've been able to network into the business world and into you know, some high-end folks mentoring me and uh, helping me along the way, helping us along the way. So it's uh, similar, very similar to what you're doing, Kendall. And, right. you know, you can't, you just can't sit on your hands. You have to go out and get busy, get active. I, I could stand to lose a few pounds, you know, but I've been fighting that all my life. So nothing, right. nothing new there. It's, it's hard I'll, when you I'll like get- good, good food and good wine. I mean, it's tough. Well, you know, and you bring that up. I mean, I remember, and I've told this story to a lot of people, the first day in town as a Kansas City Chief, uh, you take myself and Dan Straczynski out, and we go to McCormick and Schmick's, and you bring the sommelier over there, and you start talking a different language, as far as I'm concerned, and then you say, Kendall, listen, just so you'll know, he goes, my, a couple of my hobbies that I enjoy is fine dining and, and good wine. He goes, yeah. and, and you were like, when I order the wine, I'm taking care of it. Don't feel any obligation. This is what I want to do. This is what I like to do. I'm not trying to show off. I just enjoy it. I mean, you have this love for wine. This comes from, I think you're up green a little bit. You have some, some history in that. And, uh, uh we have a place know. in France. Yeah. We have a yeah. place. We have a, That's uh, what I thought. I don't want to take people too much into your, I don't think is an issue with your personal life, but I'm going to no. tell you right now, folks, the, the real candle opera that you have that comes down with a button and you light the candles, that is outstanding. <laughs> that is spectacular. Thank you. Uh, you have this love for wine and what it does and how it brings people together, don't you? I, I do like it. I like the arbitrage part of it too, the the, the, the buying and selling of wine. Yep. I like buying futures. I like to see, you know, hey, three, four years down the road, 
is what I bought really what it is made out to be? And can I, you know, can I profit from it? And yeah. also, can I, can I open a bottle and enjoy it? All those things are very intriguing to me. I'm actually looking, I haven't pulled the trigger yet, but I'm looking to maybe take the first uh, part of the sommelier uh, education. Oh, okay. Um, I think you can do most of it online. And if not, I'll, I'll go away. I mean, worst places to hang than Napa Valley is not. Is, yeah, are they exactly not? right. Yeah, yeah. No, so, yeah. Always go see Dick Vermeil out there in Hellsburg, You know, absolutely. Well, I've got a good friend Miles Schneer who owns car dealership in Lawrence, Kansas, and he's going to take that as well. He has he has a winery out in the Oregon area where they really focus on the Pinots and stuff like that. And um, so it's interesting that you say that because he's going to do that same thing. It, it, it's mm -hmm. a it's a pretty cool deal. Uh, for sure. I, I know this, you definitely uh, brought into my taste, both with wine and also in terms of how I dealt with people. I mean, I felt like I did a good job, but if you don't look at others who have been in the game or been around a little bit longer and learned something, uh, I think you're doing yourself a disservice. I appreciate you saying that. And uh, likewise, learned a lot from you, uh, just how to be, you know, very consistent and calm and, uh, in the midst of the storm because an NFL game presents a lot of chaotic situations. And it was always nice to, to look to you and look over there and say, man, this, this dude is just money. He's calm. He knows exactly what we're going to, we're about to do. And there was never any, uh, you know, sweat on the brow. Um, it, it was just, um, cool as, as the other side of the pillow, as they like to say in ESPN. Yeah, vice versa. And, and, you know, we may or may not have had, you know, some libations on plane rides home that involved corks and, and corkscrews. Are we, I can neither confirm nor deny uh, that uh, fact. I don't know how a bottle or two might have made its way into the carry-on <laughs> luggage, but it's it's possible that that might have happened. Uh, and, uh, we're past seven years, so the, there's the nothing, limitations are done. Nothing to see it, here. Exactly. Move along. You know, there's move nothing, along. <laughs> nothing like drinking a, a, a first-growth Bordeaux out of a red solo cup. I yeah, really exactly. Yeah, it really, it really <laughs> brings the aroma out. Okay, uh, we're going to take another. We're going to take another break. We're going to pay some bills, and when we come back, uh, we're going to talk about one very big event in your life. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. Entertain, educate, inform. KC Sports Network. Okay, he is Morton Anderson. I am Kendall Gammon. This is Beyond the Game. All right, Morton, uh, we've talked about uh, some things. This is Beyond the Game, and it's the most unbelievable team to be on. We've mentioned all the other teams that you've been on, uh, but this final team that you became a member of, the Pro Football Hall of Fame, uh, inducted in 2017. Uh, you were kind enough to invite me and to be a part of that, and I have that picture on my wall. Uh, that's as close as I'll get to the 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 gold jacket, but that's fine. I'm okay with that. Can you put it into words? And then we'll, we'll continue to expand from there. Well, for, first of all, <clears throat> I enjoyed, I believe we had a screaming Eagle maybe uh, that night. We did. <laughs> Just saying, yes. um, but, but I, would be, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that part of that jacket is yours as well, because of the work that you did for me and on, on, on the teams, you know, on, on the chiefs for those two years. And I've said this many times, you were the greatest snapper, long snapper I've ever played with and the greatest in the game. And, uh, you know, you, what can I say? Oh. Your, your legacy is cemented. 
So. I appreciate the, appreciate the kind words. That being said, you're probably going to keep those parts of the jacket with you, right? I'm not going to get them. Correct? No, it, it was a metaphor, really. It was. A metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I appreciate the kind words, but um, I'll give you a little, you know, a little piece of the sleeve. <laughs> Just don't, no sharpie, please. That, hey, by I, the way, that that was the first thing that happened, Kendall. When I got, that? I have three jackets. The first jacket, a lady who wanted an autograph. Hmm. She had the sharpie. She had to cap off the sharpie, and she goes and she goes right into the lapel. Oh no! And I've had the jacket. He's like, no, like you did twelve not. hours. I was like, okay, <laughs> that's that jacket. So I get another jacket, wow. and of course, I spill red wine on that and cigar ashes. So that's my number two jacket, and now number three jacket. Here we are uh, working through that one. That's a amazing. second jacket I ripped too. I was at a Saints game with Jimmy Buffett, and he was trying to fix it with super glue. It didn't go well. No. You know what? Of, of course you were at a Saints game with Jimmy Buffett. Because <laughs> sorry, let me why, pick why that would, name off. Why wouldn't you? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Jimmy Buffett. This is this guy that sings a song. Or yeah, yeah, we had a good time. Uh, yeah, but this, cool. You know, the Hall of Fame, I mean, is the culmination, obviously, as a player. But it also reflects back on the quality of the relationships you've had. And I, I, I do. I mean that. You know, the, the, the guys you played with, the, the coaches and the players that have helped you along the way. And so you can't get there alone. And I said that in my speech, you know, that it's 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 not me, it's we. And um, it, it is an amazing room. The, the, the Friday Rainitsky luncheon where it's only gold jackets and they lock the mm. doors and it's just us in there. Quite interesting, really. Um, and all the generations. And, you know, we lost Jim Brown and we lose guys every year, but he made a big impact on me the few years I ha I was with him since 17 before he passed. And same with Ray Guy, same with so many other guys uh, who um, were no longer with us. So it, it is eye-opening to, to, to be in that room. Um, you don't really say much, especially the first year. You're not allowed to talk. <laughs> you, you, you're not if you're a new inductee <laughs> listen listen but do not don't speak yeah um, absolutely. so but again it's it it's uh I, I did the numbers i ran the numbers you have a better mm -hmm. chance of getting hit by lightning uh if you're a pro ball player than going into the pro football hall of fame that's the numbers i it was 0. 0.006 percent wow. Of all N oh. all NFL players in the history of the game, zero point zero zero six percent have made it into uh, the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So, kind well, of well, and then then to even take that a little bit farther, uh, you're just the second kicker. I mean, oh, yeah, well now we're looking first. Now <laughs> we're really pulling it out a little bit. We're just going to go ahead and <laughs> exactly right. The head explodes. But 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 talk about you know I, yeah, I've been. Uh, I think I've been to the last three or four Super Bowls, not to the game itself, but I always go to the parties, or whatever. I've seen you, and, yeah. and and I have the the good fortune to to see you, see uh, uh, Jan Stenerud, just a true gentleman, and it's it's been yeah. fun. We've got a lot of pictures together. Just, just can, can can you talk about that? How I mean, because it's not it, obviously it wasn't lost on you that you're the second kicker ever in, and then I think no. you probably you seem to have a very healthy respect for Jan as well. Well, Jan was a big part of me getting into the hall. He was a very, he was a big cheerleader. And it's interesting how players connect us through the game, through the eras, through the history of the game. And Jan, uh -huh. to me, Jan was, and you had the Gogolaks, can't, you know, you had the Gogolak brothers who were soccer style guys. But to me, Jan Stenerud 
was the first guy who modernized the, the, the place kicking position as a soccer style kicker. He made the thing viable. He made it like so people like opened their eyes and go, oh, man, this is the new this is the new way of kicking the ball. And he was a he was a force to be reckoned with. He could hit the long ball. He was good on kickoffs. He was accurate. He was strong in, in defining moments. And so I, I looked up to Jan. He played nine, 20 years, 19 years. He played a long time. Mm-hmm. And I actually played against him. Um, oh wow! I didn't know that. Last year was he was with the Vikings. I was with the Saints. I have a picture. I don't know if it's here. <laughs> no, but anyway, uh, a picture of him and I uh, on the field in the Metrodome, which was very pretty, cool, pretty special. And uh, so, yeah, Jan means a lot, and. <clears throat> You can take a lot of different positions, and you can take the older guys with the current guys, and there's a there's there's a clear connection. What's interesting about the room, what about the gold jacket and having one, is the discussion pretty much stops about who's who's the greatest. I mean, yeah, you can still argue that, but once once you get a gold jacket and a bust and a ring that you know, yeah, it's kind of like mic drop. You know, it, the, 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 yeah. the discussion is over. Because yeah. you're you're immortalized, so you got I don't know how many uh, living Hall of Famers. I don't have the number, two mm-hmm. two hundred, three hundred guys maybe. All of them without fail, I think, are humbled by the fact that they're one of them, and and I don't ever feel like there's any animosity, you know, between right. between us as far as talking about oh, uh, you know. Right, I was better than you, Jerry Rice, saying that Chris Carter. You just don't hear that. You know, right it's, it's not it's it, it seems like it's not lost on you in the times i've been around also is, is you you get in that uh that ultimate team and there's i think it's uh refreshing to see that all these all pros who are the hall of fame are in awe of everybody else they're around there's yeah. this healthy there's healthy respect and, and and i think that's a neat thing that i not uh, not, not everybody realizes you know, the first year when I got in in 17, I'm thinking, I, I don't belong here. I don't right. I don't freaking belong here. And then several guys would come up to me and go, dude, you're the leading scorer in the history of the game. This was before, exactly. this was before Adam uh, Vinatieri broke my record. Right. Uh, you know, you played more games than anybody. And then they started rattling off. And I was like, how do you know all this? And they do. Yeah. Because they study the game. Mm-hmm. You know, they study the history of the game. All these guys are, are students of the game. Without fail, everybody knows what it, what everybody each guy in there did, and and if you don't, you're gonna you're gonna hear about it. I mean, you yeah. have to, you know, have to educate yourself. You have to uh, be respectful of everybody's history, and I think everybody is. And that's what yeah. what blew my blew my mind a little bit when when I was like doubting, you know, this little kid from Denmark really belong in Canton, Ohio. Yeah, I, apparently I do. Very cool. All right. We're getting uh, to the time that we're going to wrap this up. We're going to have two sure. uh, last questions that we're going to do with every episode that we do, which is, uh, number one, can you can you think back and talk briefly about your greatest memory uh, in your career? And then also, uh, what is maybe your worst or lowest or something in that uh, genre? Uh, well, the best, man, there's, there's a lot. Uh, there are yeah. a ton of well, twenty five years. There's there's bound to be not everybody, not everybody. I, I know this. I played fifteen years, and only eighty people have played less than eighty have played that long. Yeah. And the the amount that have played twenty five, I think, is is it two or is it one? 
Uh, Blanda played 26 years, but less games. I got 382 games. Blanda yeah. played, so I only played, I think, 14 or 12 games back then. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so, so uh, less games, yeah. Yeah, so fairly elite. So there's going to be a lot of memories, but uh, I would if you say can pick one. Yeah, so I would say the no, number one is going to be when I broke the scoring record. It was an extra. It was a meaningless extra point. We didn't win the game. We played the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. Uh, it was 2006, I believe. It was December 16th, and they stopped the game. I handed the jersey to my son Sebastian, who at that time oh, wow. was like eight years old, nine years old. He had no front teeth. I remember clearly. My wife was there. Uh, you know, every, everybody was there, and. Um, that and it wasn't the fact that it was you know breaking the record, but it was what happened beforehand. It was the twenty months unemployed in a public park, grinding and being yeah. ready and being ready for that phone call. And when it came, and we talked about the flat bellies and beating them out. Yeah, that whole journey. So yeah. I would say that was probably my most uh, pointed uh, moment. And then of course the NFC Championship game against the Vikings to put us into the Super Bowl highlight. Right. Mm-hmm. I would say the low light would probably be missing one of the shortest kicks in Super Bowl history, a 26 yarder from the left hash. Uh, I was mic'd up, and I think I threw the f bomb out there before I hit the ball. So yeah, yeah. that was uh, very distasteful. Well, well, you know what, Patrick Mahomes has made that okay to throw the f bomb out there on things. So, <laughs> okay. so, so you're in good company. I was in good, good. I, so I yeah, you've seen quarterback. Yeah, but I, I will that's say part I, of it. It is, it is, you know, and uh, it's raw, it's unedited a lot of times yeah. when we play, and people that watch the game have to realize that there are emotions. These are human beings with emotions, uh, and it's yeah. very volatile. Sometimes it can be very volatile. Um, but the, the bad moments I just choose not really to remember because right. who wants to – I mean, if, if you don't learn – certainly if you don't learn from them, you have to look at them. But I, I learned from them. I said, that right. that really sucked. I don't want to do that again. <laughs> you know, let me make a as, different mistake. <laughs> yeah. And as you said, as you said, when you started this, I mean, you have the choice of what you want to think about. So why not think about the good things? I yeah. mean, that kind yeah. of brings everything full circle. Yeah. So, I was always like process oriented, you know, pro- yeah. process, process. Let's make that quality that the results will come. Yeah, absolutely. I remember you charting every kick and everything you did. I learned from that even as well uh, to ch- start charting uh, on a better uh, process, a better basis than I had been. So you never it's never too uh, late to learn. So, Morton, I appreciate you uh, sincerely taking the time. You're a great friend, a trusted friend, one of the best I've ever had. You're obviously one of the best ever to play the game. Um, and I uh, appreciate you taking us beyond the game because this has been a great time. I've had a blast, uh, Kendall, and I hope to see. We'll see you in Vegas. Absolutely. Look are you going to, to the or are you going oh, yeah. to the Hall of Fame? Uh, I'm not. I'm not this year. All right. Well, I'll see you in Vegas then for the Super. Bowl. That sounds good. All right. He is Morton Anderson. I'm Kendall Gammon, and this has been Beyond the Game. Thank you for listening to KC Sports Network. We appreciate your support. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard. You can find all six of our channels covering the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. 
The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com